Hi, friend. My name is Amy Joy, and this is the Make Prayer Beautiful podcast. So from the annals of embarrassing admissions by Amy, I sometimes get to the end of the day and think, what do I do for fun? And I almost have a little bit of a panic attack, like, oh my goodness, do I actually have nothing that makes me a fun person? And so I've, I've mentioned this to the Lord at different times. And then in early 2020, I felt like the Lord was prompting me that there was going to be a new book in verse coming soon, probably a scripture study. And I thought, awesome, I'm ready to go. Sign me up. I'm ready. I like writing verse and I'm ready to study something. Just let me know. And nothing was forthcoming and nothing was forthcoming. And then at the end of March, I was talking to one of our clients and she's reading my Nehemiah book. And you can see the link to that in the show notes, but it's in verse. So it's not hard or long to get through. I think I let my sister read a manuscript version of it and she got through it in an evening with no difficulty. I might have even just been making dinner or something, but um, it's it's lovely. It's It's interesting. It's a nice read. It gives you a real understanding of what's happening around the the world at that time, not necessarily globally, but the different interplay between Babylon and Jerusalem and what's happening with Ezra, all these different things. And so I, I liked it. And my, my client had this book and she said, Amy, I'm halfway through and I love it. It's it's so good and so interesting. And it doesn't assume that you know anything about any of these characters. And it's it's sort of like you are opening up Bible stories for people without very much Bible knowledge. And uh, I don't even remember exactly what she said because it wasn't quite that. But however she phrased it was along those lines. And as soon as she said that, I thought, oh my goodness, it would be so awesome to have a series of books around different Bible characters to just explain them, but really easy to read, not super long or intimidating, but with good scholarship and aesthetically really beautiful. So this made me start vibrating with happiness. And she said, do you have any more coming? And I was happy to say, oh, well, we have Philemon. It's in design. But you know, Philemon is a single chapter. And even though it is incredibly awesome, one of my very favorites, it's still just a chapter. So it's not going to be a very long book at all. And, uh, So I was talking to the Lord about this and I said, okay, so it sounds like, Lord, there's a character in the scriptures that I'm supposed to write about. And what is it? And he said, how about Esther? (laughs) And Okay, this is just me and you are probably not a horrible judgmental person like I am. And I said, oh, nah, Lord, no, because the reality is I don't read New York Times bestsellers because they're way too plebeian for me. Like, no, give me something that is a little bit less mass market, please. And to me, the book of Esther, I feel like every time I turn around, somebody's quoting, what is it, Esther 4.14? It may be that for such a time as this. And it feels almost like that's the Christian banner from the start of COVID until now, like for such a time as this. And I'm not actually trying to make light of that verse because in truth, when it's not being a Christian cliche and way overused, 
It's a very beautiful statement, which is why it was used as much as it was. To say that the Lord puts you in a place for a specific reason. But that said, I really don't want anything to do with a Christian cliche. It's distasteful to me. And so I said, for real, God, I don't have to, do I? (laughs) And he kind of chuckled and he said, of course you don't have to. But if you don't, you're going to miss out. And this made me laugh because my sister uh, had a a specific project that the Lord invited her to do last year. And she had a very similar reaction. No way, Lord, please, no. And he said the same thing to her. You don't have to, but you're going to be sad if you don't because you're going to miss out. And so... I have seen in my sister's life that this was actually the case and that she's been very blessed with the project she's been working on. And so reluctantly, I agreed and then very happily worked on other projects to kind of close them out for the next few days. And then finally, with maybe 10 minutes before I had to turn my attention elsewhere, I thought, okay, well, I'll at least open the Bible to the book of Esther. And I have a really specific reference work that I love. It's my very favorite. It's called the Companion Bible. I'm not sure it's even still in print, but it's basically the King James text, and then it has incredible, exquisite notes. It's also, though, one of those Bibles where it's, you know, here is the note for verse two, and it's going to give you five other verses to reference in the book or in that same chapter, let's say. And then it's also going to direct you to Appendix 60. And when you're in Appendix 60, it's going to direct you over to Psalm 16. And then from there, you're going to go to Genesis. And so any kind of looking things up, (laughs) that's why it takes me a long time to write a a biblical analysis, because there's a lot of cross-referencing involved. In any case, I, I got out this book, and I turned to the book of Esther, and I had kind of forgotten, does it have introductory notes at the beginning of each book or what is the pre-book preparation? And I opened it up and there was something to make my English major heart absolutely rejoice. (laughs) And this is where, this might just be unique to me, but there was a chart or I guess it was a chart, kind of like a flow chart or a... uh, whatever it is that you make, an outline of the book, where it was like, verse 1-1, Ahasuerus, the extent of his kingdom. And then the very ending, I think it's chapter 11, verses 1-3, through there it again, it's Ahasuerus, the extent of his kingdom. And so you have these beautiful bookends. And then throughout the book, it's like, okay, we start off with Ahasuerus and tell his story for a little bit. And then we do Mordecai maybe for a little bit. And then we do Esther or maybe Haman's in there and then Esther. And then we go again. So here's Ahasuerus and then here's Mordecai and then here's Haman and then here's Esther. And then we go again and here's Ahasuerus. And then it kind of gets a little bit fuzzy. But anyway, there were these four cycles and each time Ahasuerus starts off. And I just, I sat there and I looked at that page and I literally started crying because it was like the Lord said, you wonder sometimes what you do for fun. This is what you do for fun. You get to look at pages where it's the deeper underlying outline of what my works are. It's a, it's a graphic whole representation of my mind that somebody else has gone and thought through. And you love to go and mine for treasures like this and then 
introduce them to the wider world, to people who don't have maybe the time or the patience or the desire or even maybe the appreciation of things like this, because for you, it's beautiful and you're excited. And so I think I, (laughs) yeah, it's made me cry a little bit. Thank you, Jesus. And so Lord, I'm asking that for any of us who might wonder sometimes, do I even have a life? (laughs) I've been serving other people or keeping them alive for so long. Is there anything that I do that's just mine that makes me really happy? And even if it's kind of unique or slightly irrational, is that, is that okay? Do you still see me? Do I see myself? Can you remind me of who I am or draw me back to myself? Lord, I'm asking that as I asked you that for some months, honestly, and then all of a sudden there was just this beautiful like burst of inspiration, like, oh yeah, this is actually what makes me deeply, deeply happy. Lord, thank you. And Lord, I'm asking that for anyone else who has a cry of their heart like that, that you would give them that little burst of joy when you remind them or when you draw them back to your, back to themselves. And Lord, I thank you that what you give to each of us as that deeply satisfying thing is so unique to us and that you know us so well. Lord, I think about my spiritual director and how she was going to go and paint an icon and have live heart music in the room as she just contemplated the brush strokes. And I thought for her, that is, it's like being in heaven. And for me, that would not be like being in heaven. And so Lord, thank you that you give us unique gifts that are perfectly suited to who we are. Thank you, Jesus, in your precious name. Amen.